When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Did you know that most traditional creams or serums are made up of 70% water with 15% going to emulsifiers and preservatives? That what makes up the goo of the cream which leaves only 15% for the active ingredients that truly benefit your skin. But what if there was a better way? Enter Fiber Skin Care, a groundbreaking technology set to redefine skincare. Fiber Skin Care harnesses nanofibers, tiny natural fibers 500 times smaller than a human hair. Their scientists have been working on this technology for the past 15 years and just a year ago achieved a remarkable breakthrough, encapsulating active ingredients directly on these natural nanofibers. The result? A formulation free of water, emulsifiers, or preservatives, meaning the active ingredients are not just pure, but are five times the concentration of most creams or serums. Their first formulation is anti-wrinkle, and it's not just effective, it's fast. Upon application, your skin feels tighter in a mere 10 seconds. That's right, you can feel the difference almost instantly, but that's just the start. Over the next seven days, these concentrated actives unfold their full potential, clinically proven to improve wrinkles by 19.4%. 19.4%. I said it again. It's worth checking out the Instagram Fiber Skin, F-I-B-E-R Skin Care, to learn more about the technology and how it works. You might have seen some viral videos of the mask's disappearing effect. It's easier to apply than by wetting your face, applying the patch, and removing it. The nanofiber, which contains the active ingredients, disappears into your skin quickly. Experience the transformation for yourself with their two-day trial pack, a precursor to the seven-day program that promises not just results, but a revolution in your skincare routine. And with their tighter skin guarantee, your satisfaction is not just expected, it's assured. If you try the seven-day program and your skin doesn't feel tighter, you'll receive a full refund, no questions asked. They have clinically tested the program to be most effective if you use it one week on, three weeks off. But we understand that everyone's skincare routine is different. 
That's why if you sign up for their monthly program, they will send you the monthly pack to remind you. You can pause or cancel at any time, giving you control over your skincare journey. If you want to try this revolution in skincare, go to FiberSkincare.com and use code BACK for 15% off. Again, that's FiberSkincare.com, code BACK for 15% off. Baby, let's just dance, dance. Let's just dance, baby. I just wanna dance, 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 dance. dance. It's your mommy bitches, mommy number one, Christy. And mommy number two, Kelly. Oh my God, we have so many children. I wonder why we're broke. I know, <laughs> exactly. Aw, you little bitchettes. You are we're broke and old. I'm uh, telling you. Oh, but you look really good for giving birth to what, 10,000 children? Yeah, yeah. How do I look? Because I, I like crawled out of bed and crawled over here to film. Like I didn't like wash my face. I didn't comb my hair. I didn't do anything. I'm like, oh, I need some kind of like miracle hangover cure. Yes, you do. I need, and we need one of those. Yes, yes, you do. I need that as well. Yes. I don't have makeup on. My hair is not done. I probably wore this sweater last time we recorded. So I look like a swamp witch. <laughs> Me too. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're here. Sea hags and swamp witches. Well, what people don't realize is that the unshowered, unbrushed Kelly is very on brand for Kelly on the bus on Sundays. <laughs> yes. Yes. Feeling like shit and tired and that's me today. And stealing a hotel pillow. Yeah. Oh, I don't have a pillow today. I would love to know how many pillows you've stolen from hotels. Yeah, well, I never even took them home. I know you left them on the bus. Yeah, because I... Ugh. After they've been at the hotel and then on that bus, ooh. Jim's Surprised wife. I put my head on them. Yeah, well, you don't care at that point. Yeah. Well, Jim's wife probably had a like a selection of different hotel pillows. Would you like firm? Would you like soft? Yeah. Would you like <laughs> feather? Uh, mem- memory foam, feather? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure he took them home. Probably. How about I was at, the, at a hotel the other day or when I was in Pittsburgh. I was getting a shower. Remember the one security guard or whatever he's called? Used to steal the shower curtains. No. How I was thinking of it when I was in the shower, and I'm like, how do you steal a shower curtain without them knowing? I mean, a towel, there's other towels there, and you know, you have towels on the floor and wherever. I don't know how you would steal a, ca- a shower curtain and I don't it not be remember noticeable. that person doing that. Yeah, he told me he used to take shower curtains. I'm like, uh-huh. why? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. I just remember that uh, the one cameraman said that the other cameraman, Cousin Eddie, yeah. that his hotel rooms always look like rap videos because there would be massive parties in there with a lot that of That wouldn't surprise me. No, yes. he's like, you go in Eddie's room and it looks like a rap video. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's, that's very, funny. very on brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Well, you know what I realized since we've had an Airbnb? I am an asshole in hotel rooms with my towels. Like my, the washcloths and hand towels, because I will often have makeup on them, even though I use, uh, like I use the Elemis balm to take my makeup off, but 
I often have makeup on towels and stuff. And there's really no way that you can get that makeup out and keep the towels bright white. So they probably have to throw those towels away every time I'm in a hotel room. Oh, you bitch. I know. How selfish. Uh, what you drinking today, Cal? You're going to be mad at me. I don't care. I'm having water and Diet Coke. Yeah, I, I wonder. I couldn't even pour myself a drink. Sorry. It's not even hair of the dog for you. And I got Excedra migraine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that's, when... That's my cocktail of the day, Excedra <laughs> migraine. Um, I love when I text you and I'm like, I have a, ha- a hangover. And you're like, I have taken more Excedra migraine. Because I take you, them. I'm like addicted to them. I take them as well. Well, I am drinking. I brought the bottle this time. Cloudy Bay. Yummy. I love Cloudy Bay. Don't you yeah. drink Cloudy Bay? No, Diane. Diane drinks Cloudy Bay. So hopefully I'll just have one glass because it's a little early in the morning and I have a very yeah. full day ahead of me. Yeah. Of I work. I should have probably had it drink because then I maybe would have wanted to go to sleep after I got done filming and maybe I'd feel better then. Well, if you need to take a pause to get a cocktail, a cocktail intermission, if you will, you may. Okay. You may. I will let you know. I give you full permission to get your drink. Oh, my pen's not working. What do you need a pen for? Well, I keep notes of things that we're going to call the episode, uh, things what to talk we're about do on the after party. Because yeah. we're too stupid to remember what we say we're going to talk about. We forget by the time we get to the after party. 100%. I can't remember how, I'll be on the phone with someone and I, they'll be in the middle of a sentence and I'll think to myself, oh, blah, blah, blah. They take a natural pause and then it's my turn to speak and I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, well, I do that every week with the Netflix thing, like what I'm watching. Like I was just watching it last night till one in the morning and I don't remember what the hell I was watching. Oh, uh, you know what I did watch this weekend uh, because you had said it and I haven't seen it in a while was Crazy Stupid Love. Ah, I love that. It's such a cute movie. It really is. And that is the best part where she goes, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like your airbrushed or no, Photoshop. 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 That's it. It's like your yeah. Photoshop. Yeah, she's adorable. Totally adorable. And so is he. I mean, he's so hot. Yeah. Uh, he looks good in those suits in that movie. Oh, of yes. Yeah. And then he takes off his shirt and he's got yeah. a 49 pack. I know. I like that she goes, hold on a second. And she runs over and feels them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he wants her to take her clothes off and she's like, you got somewhere like dark? Yeah. <laughs> That would be me. She's like, do you have dim lighting Turn in here? Turn out the lights. <laughs> Turn feel out the lights. Feel your way, as Olivia said. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cute. So I had that on. Well, Kelly Kelly texted me yesterday during the Steeler game. She's like, do we record tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, fuck. Yeah. Because you were out. Where were you? I was. I just went to the place right down the street. But I was there for the Steeler game. And everybody was buying shots. And then I ended up staying for the next game. What a life you lead, huh? I was there a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I got there at three in the afternoon and I didn't leave till like midnight. Like, that's oh a long God. day to be out. Yes. That's like St. Patrick's Day in college. Yeah. It was a long day. Oh, my. Wow. But it was fun. I mean, you're you're a professional. You hang in. I am. I'm here. Barely, but I'm here. 
I could have probably put some blush or lipstick or something on. No, you're fine. It makes me feel better that you are like that. Okay. Well, before we get into the episode, we have to thank our patrons. Oh, yeah. These are people who went over to patreon.com slash back to the bar and they subscribed to our Patreon channel, which actually, yeah, I think when this episode airs, I'm not 100% sure. I think tomorrow, if it's the end of the month, I've got some really fun dances that I posted. Oh, yeah. I do believe there is a Brookie solo from back in the day. Yeah, there's a couple of other ones in there. But yeah, so never before seen or shouldn't say never before seen, rarely seen, but you get access to all sorts of things. Uh, Plus, you're going to get access to over a year's worth of content. So if you need a little Christy Kelly binge, there you have it. There you go. So again, that's uh, patreon.com slash back to the bar. Okay, so let's thank Kennedy, Day, Amy, Isabel, Stephanie, Julia, Litzy, Mackenzie, Taylor, Hannah, Mary-Kate, a.k.a. Turner, Emily, Awkward1104, Alex, John, Alexis, Shannon, Jenna Within, Riley, Kayla, Krista, Logan, Allie, Cami, Callie, <laughs> Fuck Abby Lee, Jillian, Hannah, <laughs> Gabby, Alma, Life is Kernia, Nasha, uh, I think it's Amelie, Jane, Christina, Kylie, Gabrielle, Allison, Tristan, Lucas, Kahiwa, Gianna, Cameron. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your name. I do apologize. I'm I'm doing my best. Uh, Tristan, Jay, Sophie, Sophia, Gabby, Carson, Alicia, Callan, India, Allison, Bree, Lily, Raven, Sydney, Julia, Marie, Jordan, Meg, Randall, Bailey, Katie, Sarah, Maddie, Jack, Takia, Kat, Kyla, Ashley, Gabby, Sarah. Courtry, Olivia, Paige, Kimberly, Jessica, Allie, Sammy, Ioza, Katie, Riley, Brandon, Jersey, Lewis, Millie, Maria, Ashley, Sammy, Arissa, Suragavi, David, Hannah, and Emily, Anna, MC, McKenna, David, Sarah, Madeline, Amy, Beth, Taylor, Madeline, Alana, Emma, Caitlin, Megan, Emma, Josh, Kayla, Chen, Savannah, Sarah, Quinn, Piper, Kimberly, Sheldon, Vanessa, Timmy, Stacy, Ariana, Jasper, Sarah, Esmeralda, Wicked, uh, Shay, Claire, Jared, Kendra, Liz, Camilla, Caitlin, Cameron, Chloe, Demantha, Reagan, Sydney, Farah, Gabriana, Taylor, Avery, Margot, Nellie, and Mava. Thanks, guys. Holy mackerel, that was a lot. I know. I almost fell asleep over here. <laughs> it took so long. Well, Kelly, I don't know if it's because it took so long or because your brain isn't synapsing properly. Probably a little of both. Oh, my. Uh, okay, so we are getting right into today's episode. And it is the second half of, oh, God, what was this called? I threw away the front. Do you remember the fr- the name of this episode? Okay, well, this is part two of the hour and a half episode that we did part one of yesterday. Or yesterday. It's season, season, season three, three, episode 11. Episode 11, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, so this is the second half. So we ended with all of the moms at the bridal store shopping for Melissa's dress And she was crying and she really wanted Greg to see her in that wedding gown. And she says, I feel fabulous in this dress. And it was so sweet of the moms to take her dress shopping. I feel like a million bucks. And I have to say, you know, 
I always give Melissa a really hard time and especially about this marriage and things. But, you know, in that moment, you kind of I don't know. It's a little endearing to me that she's crying, that she's excited to marry Greg because I mean, they've been married since then. So obviously she loved him. And I guess we made a lot of third wedding and virgin jokes, but you know, it, it doesn't matter if you love somebody and you're excited to marry them. So, you know, it, I, I felt a little more now, maybe now that I'm through therapy and on some medication, (laughs) I felt a little bit more compassionate and excited for Melissa. Yeah. Look at the growth over here. Yes, you're growing. I'm growing. You're you're growing up. (laughs) No. You're maturing. No. Maybe a little bit. A little bit. All right. So now we're back at the ALDC and we have one data competition. And Abby's at the front desk and Melissa walks in with her girls and she tells Abby that she's taking Ken's to the hospital after she drops Maddie off because Kenzie's foot is killing her. And Abby's surprised because she said, well, you know, Kenzie did a good job in the group routine yesterday, but she should go to the hospital if the foot is still bothering her. And then in Melissa's interview, she says that she's really concerned that Mackenzie's foot may be broken. I just was like, I don't recall this foot being that big of an issue because we had just yeah. watched Mackenzie do the dance the other day in a boot and she seemed fine. Yeah, I don't either. But the thing I remember about it was like, because I did take Maddie home like so she could. Yeah, we're going to get to that scene. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I'll talk to you about it then. Okay. Uh, and then Abby says to Mackenzie, I can't have a wounded soldier, can I? And then Melissa's like, this is the ALDC. And I'm just like, Abby loves a moment to, to pun. her name, yeah. Pun- oh, yeah. And the ALDC too, right. So in Studio A, Abby and Maddie are working together on Maddie's solo rehearsal, Uphill Battle, which is contemporary. And Abby's like, this is it. This is the last day. Tomorrow you're going on a plane to Minnesota. This is all you get, kid. You're going on that stage. And Kendall beat Chloe. And if she beat Chloe, she can beat you. Okay, so are you saying, Abby, that you think Chloe is on Maddie's, Maddie's level? level? Yeah, I think is, that's what she was saying. Is that what you're saying, Abby? Because that's not the message I received during our time there. But okay, I'll I'll take it. Yeah. So then upstairs, the four of us are sitting there without Melissa. And then Jill says, uh, you know, she finds out Melissa isn't coming. And so she moves right over into her seat. Into her spot. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, wow, you're sliding right into her spot. And Jill's like, no, no, I'm just giving you a little more room. And I said, oh, for God's sakes, Jill. Yeah. And then we talk about Mackenzie going to the hospital and Holly surprised since Mackenzie seemed fine the previous day, like I just said. And I pointed out that Melissa wanted Mackenzie to be in the group dance. So then you're sitting there and you get a phone call and it's Melissa and she asks you to take Maddie home from rehearsal. And then she's like, you know, Mackenzie's at the hospital. And then you're like, I'll just let Maddie spend the night. Oh my God. Well, first of all, my mom jeans are very offensive. (laughs) Very offensive. They always are, Christy. Oh, for God's sakes. I mean, it's Do you still have those? You should like- I do not have those. You know, what's so funny is that I have come to realize that I almost have a gene obsession because I'm always looking for the perfect fit. So I bet you right now in my closet, I have anywhere from 50 to 60 pairs of jeans. Oh my. I do. And I don't, I wear like four pairs on rotation 
And I need to get in there and get rid of them. But yeah, send them to me. I don't think you want some of these jeans. Some of them are like low, which we don't want those ones anymore. But it's like, I, I think I'm traumatized and scarred from the mom jeans. From so the, I am on a watching quest. Watching yourself in those. <laughs> I am on a quest to find the perfect jeans. Yeah. So anyway, but one thing I wanted to point out to everybody listening is that you're like, Maddie can just stay at our, my house tonight because we were going home late from rehearsal and we had to get up early the next day and, and travel. In the morning, yeah. I don't even think we came to the studio. I think we went and got right on a plane because we were going to Minnesota. I don't know because they show me dropping Maddie off. But it's daytime. I was going to say because she did stay at my house. That's what I was going to say earlier. It was weird. Yeah, I think it was a pickup. Yeah, I don't know. That would have been a pickup. Yeah. Because we would have gone home late that night. There would have not been any cameras there, especially if we were traveling the next day. Yeah. Because the crew wouldn't have been there. So I'm assuming that was a pickup. Well, I think it was when I dropped her off and they made me go in. That's the only reason there was a camera there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think- That was the next day. Yeah. If that. If it wasn't a week later. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean, yeah. So then we talk about Melissa's bridal shower, and we're all like, yeah, Melissa had fun. And Holly brings up that the last year shower was less fun, and Melissa didn't even try on any dresses. But we do see you and Holly trying on the dresses. Yay. And I said, Melissa denied even being engaged last year. And then you said, why does she wear her wedding band if she's not already married? And then I'm like, I thought she was secretly married. And then Jill said, is that the secret you're trying to get out of her? You think she's married? What else would you have been trying to get out of her? I don't know, but I'm wondering if like a whole secret thing where they were trying to push because we're all like, hey, what's the secret? What's the secret? I'm like, what secret is anybody talking about? So in my interview, I'm like, I'm probably the one who knows the least about Melissa's wedding details. And I'd like to keep it that way because something tells (laughs) me that she would sue me first. (laughs) You're such a bitch. Yes. Yes. So we're back in Studio A with Abby and Maddie. And Abby asked Maddie about Mackenzie. And she's like, don't worry about your sister. It's not life or death. It's her foot. Worry about your feet. And I want to point out, Paige had water bottles in this episode. And Chloe and Maddie are both wearing knee pads. Yeah. Do you remember when Abby went on the knee pad tangent? Yes. For like three months? Oh my gosh. It was so annoying. (laughs) She I, I don't. I, I, I swear it was like she was getting like a commission or something on if they wore them. Because it was like, get your knee pads on. Oh, my God. And if they didn't have them. Oh, God. It was like horrible. They would be tortured if they didn't have those knee pads. Yeah. It was so stupid. And they like didn't even do anything other than bother the back of your knee. Yeah. And this went on for weeks and weeks and weeks. We had yeah. knee pad torture. And so I was kind of cracking up. Because it was never mentioned on camera, but I did mention that they're wearing their knee pads. And I'm like, oh, this had to be in the thick of the knee pad drama. Yeah. Yeah, she was nuts Definitely. about those knee pads. Oh, yeah. God. So, yeah. So, anybody who's wondering, um, she was getting a kickback, I believe. You're correct. <laughs> I would think so. I don't know. So, back upstairs, Jill wonders if Mackenzie will be able to compete if she ends up needing her needing a boot for her foot. And then we remind her that Paige had to do a hip hop dance when she had a boot. And then Holly said, I forgot about, I forgot about that. Touche. And then Holly points out that this group routine requires the dance to be dancer to move quickly and with confidence. 
And then Jill's like, and Mackenzie would have combat boots on. I'm not sure I'd recommend it whether her foot is broken or not. And then you point out that the girls wore combat boots and light my fire so that her boot would blend Blend in. in. Yeah. Okay. Did you catch in this scene that I am chugging water? I have a bottle of water and I'm like, gulp, gulp, gulp. And I was like, sure it wasn't vodka. vodka. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking it might have been vodka. (laughs) I no, I could never chug vodka that way. I was like, was I hungover? You were probably hungover. You needed your miracle cure. I needed today. I I, I got my water. We need something more than water. Yes. We need a witch brew. Yes. Yeah. So... The girls are now all rehearsing, don't ask, just tell. And we're upstairs and we're saying how hard it would be to explain the concept of the group routine to the girls. Because honestly, I'm not sure if we understood the group routine. Uh, Yeah. Because we know don't ask, don't tell. But this was don't ask, just tell. Yeah. And then you said, I don't think the kids really give a shit what their dance is called. They just want to dance. I don't think the kids even care. I don't think the kids paid my, any attention. I don't to either. It. She always made such a big deal about it, but I don't. I mean, it was just a dance. Yeah, and, and they're like, "Oh, could have cared less." I have to have a fake umbilical cord wrapped around me. Okay, <laughs> whatever, whatever. And then Holly goes. Sometimes I think that the routines that they're doing it helps to understand the characters in the dance. It helps them to connect. And I said, I don't think this is a character, though. It wasn't. No. And then Holly said, I was going to say with this dance, I don't think it makes a difference. And then I said, gay military. And then I said, somewhere God is looking down saying, I made the right choice not by letting that woman be a mother. (laughs) They did. That was very smart. (laughs) So in her interview, Abby goes, it's the last day of rehearsal. And I need to make the sure the girls are ready to go up against some of the best studios in the country. We're doing a hip hop number and that is well out of our comfort zone. I need these girls to rise to the occasion and win. So if it's well out of our comfort zone, why are we doing it? Right. Especially if we're going to a hard place. Yes. Like, I mean, she must have said 20 times about how difficult this competition was going to be. So why in the world would we take hip hop? Yeah. Well... Abby tells them, you're my soldiers, and the routine is called Don't Ask, Just Tell. That's taken from the old slogan, Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Did anyone go home and talk to their moms about what that meant? And there may as well have just been crickets. Because the yeah, girls were like, I, no. They're, they're like, uh, no, we went home and did our homework and got something to eat and went directly to bed. Because it was 1130. Yes. Like, we did not want to really care about Don't Ask, Just Tell or whatever. Right. And then Abby says, when I talk to the kids about the title of the routine, I just see blank faces staring at me. They have no idea what I'm talking about. And it's not my place to tell them. Although last week she was talking about how she teaches them more than dance. Yeah. Then she calls us down and she tells us or in her interview, she says, I want the moms to have a heart to heart with their kids and discuss some of this stuff. We live in a world where you should be free to love anybody. (laughs) Oh. And then we go in the room, Abby makes the girls leave. And then she starts pressing us about discussing the concept with the girls. And she's like, this is the age. They better be well-educated, confident, and comfortable talking about things. This topic is for you to discuss at home in your house. I hope that you will be respectful and open-minded. This is very much alive in the arts. Now, keep in mind, I don't think at this point, Abby has said the word gay. 
Yeah. I think I have said it on camera. I can't recall the first half when she starts talking about it, but it's really weird when you rewatch this. Like, why wouldn't she say, you know, people, the girls probably know several gay people because it's alive and well in the arts. It's, it's a weird that this is not a word that's mentioned. Yeah. Oh, wait, they make me mention it when I'm in the dressing room. Yeah. That, that was so ridiculous when they made me go in there. Yeah. Like, my kids are sitting there staring at costumes. Like, that wasn't too set up. Yeah. So, wait. So, then Holly goes, Nia loved working with Shangela. That's as good as it gets. And then Abby's like, Shangela is fabulous. And Holly said, absolutely. Nia didn't know Shangela was a man for the longest time. So, we see a flashback of, you know, Shangela teaching the girls and then Abby asked Holly if she explained what a drag queen was. And Holly's like, uh, I had no choice. Now, you and I are cackling in the background. And it seems as though we're making light of this situation. But I am certain that we were talking about what I say next. About you teaching Yeah, it me. was a great opportunity to have that conversation with the children. And I said, we explained it to the children. And then I explained it to Kelly. Because <laughs> you're like... Where is his ding dong? Or I don't well, even know. Well, no, I didn't. I couldn't figure out if you were supposed to call him a girl or a boy. A girl, a girl. But I don't know. I know, but Kelly, I recall having a very in depth conversation about tape and cracks. Oh yeah. Right. Well, wasn't it Shangela that told us that? No, you know who it was. Somebody told us. Oh about yes. It. It was when we went out in Vegas. Yeah. We took Holly. Yes. To the drag queen place. Yes. And they came over. At, we got very educated that night. Yes. And they were saying they had like three layers of the tape stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, because. It would be so uncomfortable. And you have to be fully waxed to so that tape. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fine, Ooh. but still. Yeah, there was a lot. We learned a lot that night. And then I say, Abby keeps talking about acceptance and how we all need to be accepting. Well, I think Abby is the least accepting person. So maybe you ought to lead by example, Ab. 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 I, I, I caught on to that. Ab. Uh-huh. Well, like, when I, do we ever call her Ab? I say it a few times in my interview when I'm really being sarcastic. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, Ab. And then Holly says, is that what this dance is about? Having a voice, strength, and power? And Abby says, Right. Don't keep it a secret because secrets are lies. Tell the world and you'll feel the sense of freedom. Oh, God. Secrets are lies. Secrets are lies. Lord Almighty. Lord Almighty. Do you remember when she would stand there and be like, one in seven? One in seven are gay. Which one is it? Yep. She used to say it all the time and they would all stand there and like just look at her. Yep. Oh, God. So Abby wants us to have a conversation with the girls and... She's like, I have enough trouble getting their legs straight and stretching their feet. Okay. So let me go to the dressing room because that's where I would have that kind of conversation with my children. Absolutely. I wouldn't do it at home. I would go into the dressing room at the dance studio and talk about this situation. This is an iconic scene of Dance Moms. People talk about this scene all the time. So Brooke and Paige are in there looking at costumes and you come in and you're like, what are you doing? And you're like, do you guys know what this dance is about? And then you go, it's talking about gay people. (laughs) You two, especially being in the dance world, will meet a lot of boys that dance who are gay and you will never want to treat them differently. I mean, you can't help who you fall in love with. 
Did you want to say something? Well, I only said guys. I know. But I think at the time we were kind of stereotyping guys who dance being gay. Yeah. And I think it was also that we were talking about the military. Yes. I don't know. I kind of, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, but. Well, and the other thing is that all of our gay producers were all men. Yeah. So we were probably just thinking men more than women. Yeah. And it's, not, we're not discount. I'm, I know you weren't discounting anyone yeah, or anything, no. but I think that that's kind of probably where it came from. Yeah. So then you kind of talk about the former military policy, don't ask, don't tell. And then you say to Paige, what if you couldn't express how much you love dance? Wouldn't that make you feel bad? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you know, they were telling me to say that. Like, where would I would not come up with that? And I remember I talked about, I, I talked way about way more stuff. Like I said something like, it doesn't matter if you're purple, blue, oh yeah, yeah, green, whatever, whatever color you are, you know, you it, it doesn't matter and all that kind of stuff. They cut all all that out. I am hysterical because first of all, you said to Paige, "Wouldn't you be sad if you couldn't express how much you love dance?" I'm pretty sure at this stage, at this Paige point, was Paige. like, "Fuck dance." Exactly. Yes. Yes. And then you say, "That's why everybody should be able to express how they feel about anything or anyone." I just want you guys to grow up knowing that it's everybody's choice to love what you want or love who you want to love. And so you're like, yeah, do you guys understand? And then you go, God, are you guys okay with people being gay? (laughs) And Brooke says, a lot of the gay people that I've met are a lot funnier. And Paige goes, yeah. And then Brooke goes, and a lot more attractive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Humiliating is this? I think some of the best people in the world to be friends with are gay people. I do. Oh my God, Kelly, this whole thing, like, and that's the thing is, this was so not in our wheelhouse because I don't think we ever had to have this conversation because we always just, from the time our kids were little, I don't think we ever differentiated about no. we need to discuss what gay is because we were just like it was yes. just normal. Yeah, like like I don't I don't think it ever seemed weird to our kids or you know you know what I mean? Like I don't. No. No, I I think at this point I mean my kids I just like they have been flower girls in gay weddings and things. I just don't think yeah. it was a conversation cuz it was just kind of I don't know. I don't, and I can remember when my kids were little, I think it was Chloe, somebody on the crew was getting married and she said, oh, is he marrying a man or a woman? Yeah. You know, just, it was just very part of our normal. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, and I have heard this from several people that Dance Moms was one of the first time that kids maybe that didn't come from families or areas or worlds quite as open as ours had exposure to drag queens or these conversations with their moms. And so I do think that what we true. said like was if important. we weren't in the dance world, we probably our kids wouldn't have known any of this. I just don't think they would have been as openly exposed. Yeah. yeah. You know? So yeah. but again it wasn't anything I don't ever recall having a conversation about specifically. 
Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, the only time I did was on national television in the dance. But that conversation is hysterical. I love that Brooke said, and a lot more attractive. Brooke, <laughs> they are though. That is the plight. You go to West Hollywood, you walk in those bars, and, and we're they're like, gorgeous. Oh yes. my! And I'm so jealous. Yes. Remember when I kissed you in the Abbey so we could be like all the other girls? Yeah. Yeah. Now it was a cheek kiss. Don't anybody yes. get all excited. Well, yes. not excited. I think we have a picture of us. Oh, you, look, it's right on my desktop because I was using it for something. There. there. You're you using a picture of us kissing? When, way back when, when we were doing promos for the podcast. I don't even think I can share my screen. There you go. There. Here. There we are. Oh, aren't we cute? We are so cute. My hair is, is my so bra showing? Oh, yeah. That was a cute Love dress, though. I like that dress. Your, that silvery know. gray dress. It, I think yeah. it was strapless and it had like, it was like gathered kind of. Yes. It's cute. All right. So now we're going to go to that scene at Melissa's house. And you tell us in your interview that you took Mackenzie to, or Melissa took Ken's to the hospital to get her foot checked. So you have to drop Maddie off at home. Plus you want to go in and see how Mackenzie's foot is. So you arrive in your white van that you still own. <laughs> I do. And then you walk in and you say, I have a peanut for you. And Ken's and Melissa are in the living room. Kenzie has her foot elevated. And Melissa tells you that she sprained her ankle and can't dance for 72 hours. And then you're like, sometimes a sprain's worse than a break. And Melissa says, I know that's what everyone says. And you're thinking, I can't believe I have to talk about this bullshit and make it seem like a big deal because it's not. Well, not- it, but uh, but one thing I have to say is like, if, if you notice, I'm all like sympathetic with Mackenzie and whatever. And then later on in the dressing room at competition, I'm like, Mackenzie, like your foot wasn't even bothering you. They totally like changed the story. Right. But what I'm saying, not that you don't care. That's not what I meant. I meant that production is asking you to make it a really big deal. Exactly. But then, yeah. but I think they were going with one storyline at this point. And then later on in the episode, they like changed their mind and wanted it to be like it was a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, they probably like that were Mackenzie like, was faking it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And they're like, who better than Christian Kelly? Yeah. We'll just make it up and make them seem terrible. So then you ask Melissa if she's told Abby about Mackenzie's foot. And she's like, have we told her yet? And it was funny because this is where you can tell it's a pickup. Because she's like, what do we have told her yet? You know? Yeah. Well, she's like, did we tell Abby? Like, right. I'm like, how do you not know? It was because like she was like looking at the producer saying, am I supposed to say yes or no? Right. So that's when I was like, oh, this is definitely a pickup. Because she didn't know where this would yeah. Fit in. Yeah. So then she's like, thanks for bringing Maddie home. Um, you guys are like, oh, I'm surprised you got here before you did. Blah, 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 blah. And then you say, I just don't know what to think about Mackenzie's foot. Two days ago, she was jumping around the dance studio like a little jumping bean. And now she can't dance for three days. And it's right before competition. And competition is literally three days. And I thought it was weird that it was 72 hours that she. Yeah. I mean, a sprain, I think, is like. Oh, yeah. They usually say a week. At least, yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of like, eh. And then Mackenzie's like, oh, I'm sad I can't do the group routine. And Melissa, in her fawn, Mackenzie loves to stand so much. It's really hard for her at first. But once she caught on, she really loved it. She likes hip hop. And then we talk, you talk about your kids hating hip hop. Yes. And then you're just like, well, don't forget to rest your injury so it doesn't flare up when you start dancing again. 
And then in your interview, you say, I think Ken's is a little intimidated by a hip hop dance. It's a difficult dance. And I feel like she bit off more than she can chew. However, she's still going to travel with us this weekend. And then you're like, you can dance in your seat in the audience. And I wrote, I wrote, I hate scenes like this. I know. I do. Because it's just like, they feel so fake. It is fake. It is fake. Like, I would never say that. And I don't know if like people watching, because they don't know me as a person off of the show. Like, if they watch it and think, oh, like, she wouldn't say that. Like, because you and I know I would never say something like that. No, that's But I don't know if people who don't know me would know, like, that that was, somebody told me to say that. It's cheesy, Cal. Cheesy. Yes. All right, so we're now at the competition Intensity Dance in Minneapolis, and it is freezing. You can tell it's freezing. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, do you remember how cold we used to be walking in? Ugh, yes. Freezing. I, I remember it was cold a lot in our dressing rooms. Too. Oh, yeah. 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 I always remember being cold. Very cold. Oh, God, yes. Uh, well, because a lot of those times those dressing rooms were in schools that they shut the heat off on the weekends. Yes. Yeah. So um, Abby is wearing a ridiculous fur coat. So I'm going to have a little sip of my wine for that. Uh, I'll have some Diet Coke. And then here we go. Is this the one where she has the fur boots on? Oh, yes. Boots with the fur. Those things are so (laughs) ugly. They looked like Sasquatch. Okay, well, she. one thing I learned from Abby was like, and I, I know I tell you this all the time, but like, if you have short legs, like... She used to always say, like, don't wear like an ankle strap on your shoe because it cuts your leg off and makes your leg look shorter, which is very true. Yes. Well, why the hell didn't she look in the mirror when she had them boots on? Because they were fur and they like made her ankles look big. And then it was like her calves went right into her ankles. Yes, it was. It was not a good. It was not a good look. No, no, no. Yeah, it was not. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. So I feel like a lot of times we don't always talk about the things that are bothering us. We keep them bottled up. We keep everything inside. We shove those things down deep. And unfortunately, I think it sometimes starts to affect us negatively. Have you ever found yourself maybe not being able to deal with the situation or maybe even having an outburst? Well, Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. So I personally felt like I was carrying around 500 pounds of baggage on my back every single day after dance bombs. Is anybody shocked? I'm not. And I'm pretty sure Kelly could say the same because remember the whole dumpster situation? And I really benefited a lot by going to therapy. It took me a while to get there, but once I was finally in therapy, I was able to get those things off my chest. I was able to walk through them, figure them out, unpack them, and start to feel lighter and brighter and live a much, much more fulfilled life. So it's helpful to learn positive coping skills in therapy, but also how to set boundaries. And it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bar today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bar. So now cue the puns. I brought my troops all the way here. They better be ready for battle. The ALDC better dance with military precision because I will not accept anything less than first place. I know this is so different from every other week. Oh, yes. So we're in the dressing room and Abby sees Mackenzie walk in with everyone. And she says, Kenzie, now listen, you walked in and you walked at least 50 feet in the hallway. If you can do that, you can dance. Your mother should have left you at home. What is that music note that she's wearing on that necklace? She's got a giant music note. She has another necklace in this one that's weird. I I just don't. It's at the end, I think, it has like some big thing on it. Yeah. I don't understand. And here's the thing is when we used to do the pageant dance masters, we had to have every single outfit approved by Abby. And our kids looked gorgeous. Yeah. They, they looked gorgeous. And then this woman rolls in with the ugliest shit known to man. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. So anyway, in her interview, then Melissa says, Abby won't excuse a dancer from dancing unless you have a doctor's excuse. Mackenzie had to hand her her doctor's excuse saying that she couldn't dance for at least 72 hours. And so Abby tells Kenzie, sit in the audience, keep your foot elevated so it doesn't swell. 
And then she says in her interview, hey, if you can't do the number, then you can't run around the auditorium all day long. You're going to sit and you're going to rest that foot so you're better next week. And then I am giving Chloe a pep talk because clearly, you know, she's trying to get back on the pyramid. So I whisper to her and I say to Chloe, when you asked to be back on the pyramid, what did she say? You have to show her that you're improving and that you're working. It has nothing to do with me. I will do my best, but it has to come from you. Okay. If you went back on the pyramid, you have to do it. I mean, nothing there is exactly right. But there is an interview, like an extra episode where Abby gives a perspective about different things. And she says about me, she goes, I think Christy is a fighter. There's a little bit of darkness inside of her. And I think if she were given a gun, she just might use it. (laughs) Maybe on her. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I I think you should have. No, I wouldn't go to prison for her. For the team. No, I am not going to prison over Abby. Absolutely not. So then we see Abby walk in with a wheelchair. First of all, I want to know where this came from. Yeah. Okay. It had to be like just part of the schools. I mean, and Abby says, until you have a clean bill of health, your butt is in this chair. Get in it. Come on. And Holly goes, you have got to be kidding me. Holly was like appalled by that. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Well, you know, I wonder if a producer was walking through the hallway and saw it like outside of the office for some a kid who might need it and yeah. was like, ding, 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 yeah. ding. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So then Abby tells Mackenzie, don't wheel around your don't wheel yourself around too much, or then your arms will get sore. So everybody's getting ready. Kendall starts running her solo. Abby immediately starts criticizing her for her facial expressions. And she's like, vanilla, vanilla ice cream. There's 31 flavors and you're giving me vanilla. I don't want vanilla. Something tells me if you offered Abby a vanilla cone, she would take it. She would take any flavor, yeah. Right. Um, and then Jill says, I really like this choreography. It's contemporary. It's not quite as jazzy as she's done in the past. And I know Kendall can nail this. Well, I, I'm going to tell you, Kendall looks defeated already. So I hope she can nail it, but she looks like she wants to kill herself. So Abby says to Kendall, unfortunately, good is not going to win a war, not against these enemies. Blech. So now Abby's watching Maddie dance and she's like, this is an uphill battle. You're trying to get back on top of the pyramid. And she says, neither one of the girls look as sharp and as clean as I want them to. They need to get serious about this. I will not accept second place. So we start to walk to the competition stage and you and I stay back to chat. But I have to say, Holly looks sassy in her tall heeled boots. And I liked her shirt she had on. Yeah. Or whatever it was. It had like the zipper on the Uh huh. I thought Holly looked really cute and sassy in this episode. Yeah, she did. So now the two bitches are left. Oh, yes. And I say to you, early in the week, Melissa said Mackenzie didn't want to do the dance because she thought it was too hard. And you're like, I know. And I said, so why can't she say she just doesn't want to dance? And she's like, exactly. She's been on it all day. And then I'm like, maybe Mackenzie was intimidated by hip hop. Maybe she didn't want to step up and say it's too hard for me. So maybe the ankle injury isn't quite as bad as she made out out to be, but it's an out. And I'm like, oh my God, we are terrible. We are bitches. bitches. Yes, we are. (laughs) Oh, the one other thing I do want to say is when they show, you know how they always show bits of the competition in between, you know, dancers that aren't from our studio. The the dancers that they showed in this particular one were all very good. Yeah. 
Sometimes they don't select people and I'm not being shady about anybody in particular, yeah. but sometimes they don't pick the best dancers yeah. and everyone I thought they featured looked really good. I do. I, I think they looked good. So I thought that was a good, um, I like that as a, somebody who likes dance and likes to see good dancers. I was appreciative of that. So now Kendall is getting ready to dance and she tells us in her interview, she's nervous because she has to not only compete against Maddie, but there's also a lot of good dancers at the competition. So she does her solo secrets and lies and Abby looks disappointed and it's hysterical because Jill is sitting there and she's literally willing Kendall to do well. She's like, but I know that feeling. I, I yeah. do it every time my kids dance. Oh yeah. I actually really liked this dance of Kendall. I did too. I, I, this was probably one of my favorite dances Kendall did. I agree. Totally agree. I thought it was great. And Abby says Kendall just performed uh, and it was good, good enough for first place. I don't think so. But I know my best shot for first place is coming up next. And I wrote, I, I wrote the same thing. I thought Kendall's dance was good. And the other thing I was going to say is in this episode, I don't know if it's because it's a longer cut, but we see way more of the dancing than we have in other episodes. I was going to say that the dances seemed so long. Mm -hmm. the, at this point, they should have just made the dances or the show an hour and a half. And shown the full dances. Uh, dances I think yeah. people would have watched. Yeah. Um, so then Maddie performs her solo uphill battle. And this dance had every single trick in it that you could put in a dance. Yeah. Well, that's because we were at a hard competition. So I know. So she made the choreography work. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was my point. I mean, yeah. I have never seen a dance with this much stuff in it yeah ever and it's so funny because this is probably a dance that was worked on for quite some time because there's probably, no yeah. way that you could learn learn that in two days yeah so maddie comes off stage chloe hugs her and then in the dressing room we congratulate both of the girls and then abby walks in and says that they did a good job she hugs maddie and then she's like kendall what do you think and uh, abby is it good enough why didn't you do great? Because Kendall said she thought she did good. Like, what's Kendall supposed to say? She said, I think I, I did was great. amazing. Yeah. Like, She'd be like, oh, my God, you're so full of yourself. Exactly. You think that was amazing? Yeah. And in her interview, Jill says, I thought Kendall did a nice job. Abby always wants more. If she wants more, we'll have to give her more. But I was pleased with it. I, I agree with Jill. Yeah. And I, I thought it was one of Kendall's best solos, mm -hmm. so. Then Abby says, Maddie, did you feel like you made it up the hill? Do you think it was the performance that's going to do it? And Maddie nods and Abby's like, good. And I wrote those boots because you could see Abby's Ugh, boots there. Yuck. And then Abby just glances at Brooke, who at this point, I kind of forgot even how to solo. Exactly. And she goes, Brooke, just keep doing what you're doing. And then you go, what? And she goes, Kenzie, I'm taking you out to the audience. And she grabs Mackenzie's wheelchair and rolls her out of the room. And you look at me and you go, watch her do her dance for God's sakes. And then you say, I think it's rude that Abby ran everybody's dances, but Brooks, if you want Brooke to be a leader and you want her to act like she cares, then maybe you should act like you care. hundred uh, percent. Yes. How about Brooke? Brooke's like, I'm like, do you feel bad because Abby isn't, we're running the dance. She's like, it's better than her yelling at me. I couldn't agree more with Brooke. Couldn't agree more. So here I am trying to get her more attention. And she's like, Sitting there like, mom, shut up because I don't want her to work with me. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's the point, though. 
Of course. And, and, and one thing I have to say is Abby's like, you're thir- you're 14 years old. I shouldn't have to run the dance with you. Okay. Well, the entire, the, she always ran the dances with people, even when they were seniors, for mm-hmm. God's sake. And on the show, the girls are 14 later on and she still runs their dances with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you say in your interview, Abby wants Brooke to care about dance, but how she's supposed to care when her dance teacher doesn't give a shit about her. She doesn't. No, she doesn't. You say to me, Abby wants Brooke to want it so much, but how can she want it when her teacher doesn't want it for her? Uh, She said to her this entire time, do it by yourself. So you're venting to me. You're like, she didn't help her with the costume, tell her how to wear her hair, but she helped Maddie. And you say in your interview, if Brooke doesn't do well in the solo, I'm blaming it all on Abby. I don't know how Abby expects her to do well when she doesn't pay attention to her. Yeah. And I agree. And I say, this is so true. So then all of a sudden, Jill gets up and excuses herself to go to the restroom. And she's carrying her big Louie, her giant oh, Louie. Oh, she got her big one. She's got her big she one. She probably thought Kathy was coming and had to show her she had a big one. No, she took it out for a reason. And I said, so what kind of secrets and lies do you think that one's keeping? And Holly goes, someone here has a secret, apparently. Out in the hallway, Jill runs up to Abby and she's like, so Abby, I had some new uh, headshots done of Kendall. And Abby's like, woo, that's beautiful. See, this is what I think of Kendall when I look at her. She's a gorgeous child. And then Jill says, I'd love to take advantage of that now while she's young. And Abby's like, we can use one of these for the pyramid. And Jill's like, great. What What does it matter what that picture on the picture pyramid is? The pyramid looks like, yeah. It's not going to get you anywhere. Uh, no. Yeah. So I was just cracking up at this. And she goes, Jill wants her kid to be on top and she'll do anything to get there. Get her there. Be careful what you wish for, Jill. Yeah, what was that supposed to mean? I don't know. So back in the dressing room, we confront Melissa because we saw Mackenzie doing cartwheels and using her chair as a prop. Oh, my. And Melissa says, I was yelling at her all day. And I'm like, you said earlier in the week that Mackenzie thought the dance was too hard. And then Melissa's like, you, Mackenzie loved this dance, Christy. She cried when she got home because she loved this dance so much. She's hurt. She's not lying. My child is not lying. I promise you. And I'm like, hmm. I think Mackenzie just doesn't want to be in the group group routine and Melissa's covering for her. (laughs) You're like an investigator, Christy. I'm so obnoxious. So then Mackenzie, I was like, you know, it's really concerning that she's doing cartwheels. Melissa insists that the doctor said she can't dance for 72 hours. I literally wrote, why do we care? Exactly. And you're like, Mackenzie's not supposed to walk on her foot. And Holly goes, she probably shouldn't be doing cartwheels either. And Melissa's like, my God, I didn't make her do it for fuck's sakes. (laughs) And you go, I don't want you to think I'm picking on Mackenzie. She goes, whatever. I already told you. I don't need to explain. I'm just going to say, I'm pretty sure that we got nominated to the Be the Mackenzie Bitches because nobody else won. Yes. So like, why would we care? First of all. So now Brooke goes on to perform her solo and you were like, woohoo. When <laughs> she's coming out, you're so defeated already. So it hasn't even started. Yeah. So Brooke did her dance. And here's what I'm going to say about her dance I could literally envision what Brooke was going to do next in this dance. That's how yeah. well I knew everyone's choreography at this point. Because it was always the same. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. I, before Brooke would do anything, I'm like, oh, she's going to do a tomaflex. Oh, she's <laughs> that gonna. was always your favorite. You liked the tomaflex. I did like her tomaflex. Remember the argument we got in with Leslie the one time about a tomaflex? Over what it's called. Yeah, she's like, it's a firebird. I'm like, yeah, it's tomaflex. No, it's the tomaflex, yeah. And she's like, it's firebird. We fought with her for 15 minutes upstairs. It wasn't on camera. It was just a fight. So yep. in your interview, you said, I think Brooke did really well in her dance, considering she didn't have a dance teacher run it with her. I think that if Abby would have been in the dressing room and ran her solo with her, Brooke wouldn't have forgotten a step. Probably. She didn't forget a step. Yeah, I don't know why. She, did, she didn't forget a step. She, her foot stuck on the floor yes. when she was doing that turn. Yes. Because Brooke never wore shoes. When you do turns and stuff, like, yeah, like Chloe need... and Maddie always wore shoes. Absolutely. Brooke couldn't wear shoes because she did more acro. Mm -hmm. So her turning was more difficult. a lot of times stick. Yeah, because You'd you don't stick. have a shoe that has felt on the bottom. Yeah. Right. And I can remember, and I think we've talked about this in other episodes, if the stage had Slippery Marley, we had two types of jazz shoes. We had jazz shoes that had uh, suede bottoms. And we had jazz shoes that had like a rubber bottom. So yeah. if the stages were slippery, they'd wear the rubber bottoms. Yeah. But Brooke never wore shoes. I don't think she ever had a solo. She ever wore a pair of shoes. Ever. Probably not. I mean, why I would don't she? Think she ever did. Mm -mm. So now we're back in the dressing room. Melissa wheels in Mackenzie. It's just so ludicrous every time that wheelchair makes an appearance. And you're like, Brooke did really well. And you go, I don't want to hear a word from Abby. And then you said, if you can't give her corrections before she goes on stage and don't give her any. And so you're still bitching, but you like, I'm proud of her for doing it on her own. The girls all enter. We congratulate Brooke. And I'm like, good job, Brooke. And then Brooke is sitting there and she has like some sort of a hair clip and she's just like, oh my <laughs> gosh, she's like a duck. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like clipping it. her lips. Like, what was she doing? On her lips. And that's when you said, does it bother you that Abby doesn't help you? And she has better than her yelling at me. <laughs> and then you're like, I did a really, I'm really proud of you. You did a great job, no matter how you score. And then Abby comes in and tells Brooke she did a nice job, asks her how it felt. And Brooke's like, pretty good, Abby, pretty good. So you think it could have been better? What the fuck are they supposed I, to I know, say? you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Like, whatever. You do? Then why didn't you do your best? And Brooke was explaining she got stuck on her turn. And in her interview, Abby's like, Brooke did well in her solo, but I think she could have done a whole lot better. If Brooke would realize that she was put on this earth to dance, maybe she would oh work harder. Maybe she would be more passionate. Maybe one time if you would tell her she was like good or like you cared or anything, maybe she would want to. Because Brooke used to. Mm -hmm. Then Abby's like, why are you sulking? And you're like, I'm not happy that you didn't help Brooke. And she's like, I said it was great. Brooke, if you keep running it and running it and running it, your back's going to hurt. You're the major or the colonel or whatever it is. You need to be the seniority up the ladder. What? Okay. What? And then you say she isn't treated with seniority. And Abby says, I treat her like a 14-year-old. I have a bunch of 14-year-olds at home ready to do their dances and nobody's there running it with them. Yes, there are. Yeah. And they've known their dances for a year. Yeah. And by the way, I like how all of a sudden she doesn't run it with Brooke because her back hurts. No, she yeah, we always run them. And she always makes her do a full out. So like she was never allowed to like mark things. So you obviously didn't care about her back until no. this moment. All I have to say, though, in the background of the scene, 
I am minding my business. I'm not even looking up. I'm like, doing. I am so laser focused on not making eye contact, listening. I'm like, well, you're like, I don't have a solo this week. I don't, I'm not being bothered with this shit. Nope. I'm like, I'm back here just minding my business. Good. And so then you say to Abby, you haven't read Brooke's last two solos, but Abby's like, not necessary. Brooke is 14. It's time for her to be independent. If she was in an audition, do you think her dance teacher would be there to run the numbers with her 10 minutes before she goes on? Uh, No, Brooke, it's time to grow. Bullshit. Somebody would be running that with her. Yeah. 14. Abby acts like 14 is the same as 24. Yeah. It's not. I just want everyone to know. So then uh, Abby checks on Mackenzie and Melissa's like, she's resting a little bit. And you can tell Melissa's super nervous. She's like, don't talk at me. Don't look at me. Yeah. And then Abby said, you're resting. What are you resting from? All the cartwheels, All the cartwheels. you were doing. <laughs> and then we see a scene of- Kenzie's face was like, you seen that? Uh-huh. Well, Kenzie, you forget there's 98 people watching you. And I think at this point, Abby has a computer screen of what we were doing in the room. Oh, yeah. She was watching us before she'd come in. she used to sit. Yeah. She would sit there and watch what we were all doing. So when she came in, she, you know, could comment on whatever it was we were doing. Yeah. Absolutely. And then she goes, come on. I have eyes and ears everywhere. Did Mackenzie really think that she was going to do cartwheels and I wouldn't know about it? Mackenzie, if you're faking an injury, there's going to be huge repercussions. Huge. Huge. So Melissa says, Mackenzie was hopping. And you go, oh, Melissa. And Melissa's like, she was. I was watching her, Kel. And then Abby said, Melissa, don't lie for your kids. You lie enough for yourself as it is without lying for her. (laughs) I love that. I did too. And then in my interview, I say, I think Melissa is covering up for Mackenzie. They both just need to fess up and get their punishment over with already. What is wrong with me? Like, what is wrong with me? But I think at that point, we really did think she was lying because... Like if you if you pay attention, like now Abby lines them up and she's like asked um Maddie, like, did she really go to the hospital? I don't think she did. Oh. Do you? That's the way it sounds to me. No, I don't know for sure. And I remember whenever she got that doctor's excuse. Do you remember? She got it from that doctor's office that was right below the studio. Yeah. Remember yeah. getting it from there? Yeah. So it wasn't even her doctor. Yeah. Like I don't even know what kind of doctor that doctor was. They were I think he was like a, a dentist. Yeah, it wasn't like a foot doctor, so. No, no. Like, I don't know if she really did go. I don't either. And and what doctor says 72 hours? Yeah. I think 72 hours is what the, the tip Gave off it away, was. Yeah. yeah, why don't you yeah. say a week, you know? Yeah. So then uh, Abby says, Melissa, did your mom and dad take 100 times to tell you the same thing? Because Melissa just said, I told Kenzie to sit down 100 times. And Melissa said, never. She said, but you're letting her run you. Well, if you could do cartwheels and you can do this and you can do that, you can dance, you could dance for how long? And Kenzie's like, I wasn't on my injured foot. And then Abby's like, you weren't on your foot. I don't want to be lied to. You skipped down the hallway. You walked down the hallway. People heard you saying it didn't hurt anymore. Let's all learn this lesson. You're injured. You're staying home. I need that like a hole in the head. What? (laughs) What? I need to get to the bottom of this foot thing. Mackenzie and Melissa, their stories just aren't adding up. And if there's a way to find out what's going on, interrogation tactics. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. But she would have loved it if they're like, okay, Abby, we need you to waterboard a child. She'd have been like, uh, yeah. all right. <laughs> One of the highlands. I'm, yes. volunteer- I'm volunteering highlands. Yeah. Uh, 
So then she lines up all the kids. And that's when she asks Maddie. Which is horrible. Yes, like, they're nervous like rat friend. out your friend, yep, or your sister, or whatever. Like, yeah, it's horrible. She's like, Does, Nia, was Mackenzie doing cartwheels? And Nia's like, No, and she's like, Don't lie. And she's like, Oh, yeah. All, all I could look at was how strategically we had giant bullets glued all over our children on national on television, their ha- hats like and shit, yeah. hats and on their thing. They're all rhinestone bullets, and I'm like, This is awful. Uh huh. I don't think we could have bullet costumes now. No. I don't think. Probably not. I don't know. I I don't think we would be allowed half the shit that we did on the show. I don't think this show would exist in today's day and age. Yeah. We couldn't produce this show. So Melissa said she doesn't have a broken foot. It's a sprained ankle. You can walk on a sprained ankle. And then Abby's like, did anyone else Mackenzie out of her chair, witness Mackenzie out of her chair doing a trigger upside down? We raise our hands. All of us. Yes. We're we're bad. We raise her hands. And then she goes, finally, the truth comes out. I knew these kids would crack under pressure. Yeah, you think? Yeah, make us rat out a seven-year-old. Yeah, Mackenzie's like uh, sitting there shitting herself, I'm sure of it. And Abby says, Mackenzie, I'm not very happy. You're playing around and making a joke of it. I don't want a wounded soldier. Paige was in a cast for weeks. Then you see a cut of Paige, and Paige is literally like, don't fucking bring me into this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She's like, how oh, would you say my name? I have nothing to do with this shit. Leave Paige's, me out of it. Paige's face was like, <laughs> don't say my name. How dare you? And then she said, soldier, you save those tears for the pillow. We don't have time for tears. Because Kenzie starts to cry. <sighs> so the girls are in their costume, and they're running the group routine. And Abby, before I deploy my troops, they need to get this choreography down pat. And then she goes, the thing with Chloe was gone on long enough. She hasn't been on the pyramid since her suspension. I want to talk to Chloe. I want to make sure she knows where she stands with me. Do you, do you think Chloe could forget where she stands with Abby? <laughs> no. Yeah. I think she lets her know all the time. All the time. So Abby calls Chloe over. She tells Chloe, she's, I'm watching you in this routine. And Chloe's like, fuck. And she needs to start speaking up for herself. And wait, did you notice the whole time before she gets into her big monologue? Did you did you see that she's like holding scissors as she's talking to Chloe? No, I didn't yeah. notice that. She's Chloe's probably scissors. like, oh shit. Chloe's like, oh my God. So Abby's like, I've had issues with your mother in the past. My issue with you is that you don't speak up and tell your mother, that's not right. We shouldn't be doing that. That's against my contract. You need to speak up. Because Understand? What, what daughter tells their mother what's right and wrong? Mm-mm. No, that's why I'm disappointed in you. If you walk in that studio and you can't look every instructor, including myself in the eye, because you have some secret that's going on and your mother says, don't say anything about that. That's a lie. Understood. Uh, well, what about Chloe teaching? did not have a secret or a lie. No, she wasn't like, how did that dances early. Yeah. But if anything, and then when I say how many times, like you're teaching Maddie to lie, uh, like I've said that because of all the things that Melissa and Abby have put her through. Yeah. They are like, oh, how dare you say she's lying? Well, you're making her lie. Yeah. yeah. You're making her lie. I'm not calling her a liar. I'm saying you're making you're her it. lie. Yeah. yeah. But now she's saying that Chloe's lying. And um Yeah, and Chloe had nothing to do with any of it. Just like Paige, Chloe's like, leave me out of this lion yeah, shit. <laughs> I didn't do a thing. And then in my interview, and I said, Chloe and I made a commitment to this team. Chloe's a national title winner. I have signed Abby's contract. We're clearly here. Let's move forward. 
put her back on the pyramid, let the kid dance, yeah, and like, let's move already. on. It's or enough already. Chloe, just quit dragging it out. Uh-huh. So, Abby, soldiers, are you ready? Yes, ma'am. The last time you did a hip-hop dance, it was embarrassing. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. We agree on that. We don't know why we're doing another one. <laughs> yeah, this time it's not going to be embarrassing. This is it. My troops are ready to go into battle. This hip-hop number is ready to step on stage, and I need the ALDC Army victorious. Then she holds up a fist, like, power. So the girls head to stage. Abby points to them and says, this is war. I can't. Why do you think we did hip-hop? I don't know. I think because maybe the network was tired of lyrical and they wanted something else. I don't know. So give us a tap dance or something. I, why? I think there was a problem with tap and the sounds. Yeah. I do and too. the music and I stuff. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's but what they still, said. hip-hop? Ugh. Well, so when the girls are doing the group routine, do you see that I am sitting in the audience recording it on my flip camera? I did. Flip? I saw your flip camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the camera we filmed everything on. Yep. I have or to find that. Of our interviews and stuff, yeah. I need to find that flip camera. And then, so what did you think about this dance? I didn't think it was that bad. I liked it. Yeah, for being... You know, not what they're used to. Yeah, I thought they did great in this dance. I thought they were fun. And I think that they probably did well because they had fun in the dressing room. Like they were playing with Abby and they like the pressure was a little bit alleviated. So I think that they went out and they were really entertaining. And Holly says that same thing. She says they were delightful to watch. They were not the least bit embarrassed, intimidated, awkward on stage. I mean, was it perfect? No. I think everyone made a mistake. Was it seamless? Was it flawless? No, nope, nope, nope. It wasn't one of those things, but it sure was entertaining. And they come in. We're really excited. We're like, you guys did great. Then Abby comes in. She has them line up. And she goes, I don't know why everyone's so happy and cheerful. I saw tons of mistakes out there. And this is my army. If you mess up, there will be consequences. Well, you know, that's different from every other week. Mm-hmm. And and then, oh my Lord, then she goes down the line and asks the kids what mistakes they made. You, there's no right answer. There's not. Oh, no, no. There is not. So she asked Nia and she asked Holly. She's like, what mistake did Nia make? And Holly goes, I don't know. You're the dance teacher. Yeah. <laughs> or no, maybe she said... Maybe she said what her punishment should be. She asked her something. Yeah. So then she's like, do 20 push-ups, Nia. Then she starts going down the line. Everybody gets push-ups. And I was like, they are like little ants. They're just like, "Mm, mm, mm." if you asked me to do a push-up, it would be abysmal. Well, she makes fun of Brooks. Does she? I think so, yeah. I don't remember. I don't know if it was an after clip. Or if they showed it on the show. But yeah, she's like talking about her doing her push-up. Oh, Meanwhile, like you yeah, try you, to do a push-up. You do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then she says to Brooke, MIA, missing an action. You should have just marched off the stage. What does that mean? March or drop and give me 20. Let's go. So then she lines everybody back up. She's like, it could have been sharper, tighter, had more energy. They all say yes. She says, soldiers, about face, march, left, left, out the door, out the door. I don't want to see you again. And they're like, yay, they like run all over the place. They're like, hooray. So now we're on stage ready for awards. And Brooke places second in the teen category for Arm Yourself. And you say, this is the second week in a row that she got second place for a solo. I think Brooke did really well considering Abby was not there when Brooke needed her. 
Then it is time for the junior solos and Kendall gets fourth place. And then Maddie gets second place. And then Melissa said something about the winner. I I don't remember. I just wrote, she like said something kind of shitty about the winner. Like, oh, Maddie was better than that or something. She does say something kind of shitty about the girl who beat her in scene. I don't recall what it was, but I I remember seeing it and saying it, but I don't know what it was. And it's interesting because Abby definitely pulled out all the stops in the choreography for this team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, And then in the junior category, we get seventh for the group routine. And I literally wrote, ugh, death is upon us. Yes, that seventh was not good. No. And so we're back in the dressing room. We're congratulating the girls because honestly, I thought the dance was good. Yeah, I did. I did too. And Abby walks in waving a white flag and then Jill goes, oh, she's surrendering. And then Abby said, I'm waving the white flag because I surrender. I give up. I'm sick and tired of fighting with these miserable women to get their kids to the next level. What did we do? I I know. Why were we miserable? I mean, I'm miserable, but I usually keep it to myself or to you. Yeah, to me. Lucky, Lucky me. Lucky you. And then she says, Maddie, second. I thought you were great. I thought you were wonderful. I thought the kid was sloppy and a mess. So she's saying the kid who beat Maddie was sloppy and a mess. Yeah. And she was great and wonderful. It's funny how Abby's reaction to Maddie getting second slightly different than anybody else's. Yeah. She's we're the such first a to lose. Right. Kendall, outstanding being fourth overall. Maddie, she's chomping at your heels. Figure it out if you want more. And what about you? This is to Brooke. Second place. Just imagine if you worked a little bit harder. Just imagine if I ran your dance once. Exactly. Or didn't cut you down. For any of the kids. Not just Brooke. Like any of them. And then she says to Chloe, I thought you looked good. You just take your head and spot down to the ground from time to time. I, I don't know what that means, but okay. And then she says, you guys should have turned around in that line and attacked those judges. And I said, personally, I don't know what Abby's so upset about. I mean, it's a hip hop number and hip hop is not not exactly our forte. So little piece of advice, Abby, if you want the girls to win, how about giving them choreography and a routine that they're good at? <laughs> you just said <laughs> there that. You go. Yes. And she says, soldiers, you are discharged. Go out. I don't want to see you. And this is when they're like, yay, Our game's we're out done. of here, we're that, out of here. This is when they went as soon as we were done and they started taking out all of their hair because they couldn't wait to get their bobby pins out and scratch their scalps. They always hated those bobby pins. Oh, they would them. like rub their heads. They were like, oh, remember how much they yeah. loved to rub their heads? Yeah, because well, they were so tight. We put yeah. them in so tight so they didn't fall out. A hundred percent. Their hair would be all sticking up because it had 98 pounds of glue. I don't think our kids will ever wear a French twist again. You know, like some people wear them like for the weddings and stuff. Like, I don't think our kids will ever wear one because they're just, they've had enough French twists in their lifetime. 100%. Now, Brooklyn, Chloe's girlfriend, asked me to put her in a French twist all the time. Oh, yeah? She's being funny. Oh, I was going to say. No, she's like, will you do my hair in a French twist before I skate? I'm like, yes, Brooklyn. (laughs) Yes, yes, I will. Yes, I will. Meanwhile, she has so much hair, I can't put it in a French twist. I've tried. Oh, yeah? It's too long. Like, there's too much. So then Abby says, 
Remember at the pyramid how I sent your girls out because I wanted to talk to all of you? You don't like me yelling at your kids. There was not one thing I said that they didn't need to hear. Melissa, that kid should have won. She should have been 10 points above. You need to sit down with that kid and you need to figure out what you're doing. Oh, this is Kelly, you. Because she could have just won that whole entire thing. She's throwing her talent away. And if she's in pain and she can't physically do it anymore, Kelly, it's time to not be dancing anymore. Okay. See ya. Yeah. And your face is so red. Like you're pissed, but you're probably like, I'm not saying a word. Yeah, I was definitely pissed off. But wouldn't you be if somebody says that about your kid? Yeah. No, I can't. Stop dancing. Like, kiss my ass. And then she says in her interview, seventh overall high score. That doesn't sound like an overall high score to me. We went from second all the way down to seventh. That's abysmal. There is something broken in the ALDC and I need to fix it quick. Then she says, I'll see you Monday and I'll tell you what, those kids need to be in class ready to go at 530. Oh, they will be. I think our kids may have skipped the next week. I'm just kidding. I don't know if they did. I'm just being a smart ass. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Maybe everything was like a big middle finger to Abby at this point because she's a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. I have to say... I think Holly is at the top of the pyramid for outfits because I did yes. like her outfit. So yes, I'll give her top too. of the pyramid. Okay, me too. Yeah, I don't remember who was bad at, at competition. I'm sure it was me. I don't know what I'm even wearing. I'm just going to take one for the team. How many drinks did you need to get through this half? I'll say two because I had to do that talk in the dressing room. Oh. Uh, in the <laughs> store. My gay talk. You're, I'm going to say one just because like, I was so invested in uh, Mackenzie. Yeah, I <laughs> it was too, so stupid. So. Yeah. Um, what about felonies or misdemeanors? My my gay talk was probably a felony. <laughs> I didn't I do too good at that. <laughs> I thought your gay talk was funny. It was good. My, yeah. my misdemeanor is like the whole shit with Mackenzie. Like, yeah. God, mind your business. Yeah, I mean she's a seven year old. All right, favorite um favorite line of the episode. I didn't mark any. There was one. What was it? Abby said it. Mine was Brooke better than her yelling at me. Yeah, that was good. That was funny and very, good. very accurate. Yeah. What about dances? What was your favorite dance? Oh, uh, I liked uh, Kendall's. Yeah, I liked Kendall's. I mean, dance I like I liked Brooke's solo, but um, I'm gonna say Kendall's because I think that was my favorite dance Kendall had. Yeah. I liked Kendall, and honestly, I liked the group dance. I really did. I thought yeah. it was entertaining. I mean, could it have been executed better? For sure. But I did like Kendall's. Um, yeah. I would say I preferred that over the group, but I did not mind the group at all, which I cannot say the same for the last hip-hop dance we did, Light My Fire. No, that was terrible. Terrible. How dare we put that on national television? I know. Yeah, how dare we put that on national yeah. television? How dare Anything we? And then the little the little fire flames in the yeah. back. My God. All right. They so were that, streamers. Do you know that how many times we would be like, can we make a better prop? And they'd be like, nope. Oh, gosh. Because let me just say, we could have made good props. We could have, yeah. And it wouldn't have been fan flames and streamers no. in the background. No. Terrible. All right. We will see you guys back here next week. Thank you for listening and come join us on the after party. party. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Back to the Bar. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to your podcasts. 
and check out our YouTube channel, Back to the Bar, if you want to watch the episodes. The channel is linked in our show notes. And if you want to join our weekly after party, where we dish even more dirt, like naked pizza, hell, (laughs) (laughs) subscribe to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash back to the bar. See you next time. See you next time. Baby, I just want to dance, dance, dance. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.